everyone, welcome back to Morgan Hasn't Seen, yay! Do you mean it's the end? It's the end of another series of Morgan Hasn't Seen. Uh, It has been the Terminator slash Arnold Schwarzenegger series, and uh, we are on our bonus movie this week. Uh, It's a lot of fun. We finished all our Terminator business last week, talking uh, Dark Fate, the new one. That we both enjoyed. We did. To be fair. To be fair. Um, but this week we have the poll winner, Janine. Yes. The winner the winner of the poll, which is Another James Cameron film, True Lies. True Lies, yay. So thank you to the people for choosing True Lies for us or for me to, to watch for the first time. Uh, I had zero concept of what True Lies was about at all. This was is quite unusual, really, for this show, I think. Because even in certain cases where I, like, really haven't seen anything of a certain movie that you choose, um, I maybe 90% of the time at least know enough about it to sort of for example to to hold my own in a schmodown match for <laughs> for instance yes, you know you have i a just vague maybe have idea of lines or popular yes. dialogue or the plot yeah but truly no lie with true lies <laughs> i had no idea and you didn't want me to tell you you wanted to just go into it and see what it was so i did cuz it's fun to go into movies blind sometimes Janine. Uh, but I just want you to know everything. <laughs> but the thing is, now I do know everything because I have okay. seen the movie, Janine. Okay. I, I just like you to get a sense of, you know, what it's about so I can see if you might like it. Because, I mean, I do force you to watch things, but I also kind of want to give you things that you might enjoy. Well, yes, but this was <laughs> the people's choice. This wasn't okay. specifically your choice. This well, was I, I would have chosen this several. without the people, so. <laughs> well, it was also the people's choice. Um, I was just trying to justify why maybe um, I didn't want to know anything, but okay. uh, because, you know, I, I do like going in blind. I do like going into most movies blind. That's why I've kept saying, and I've probably said it on this show for whatever reason, I've certainly said it, in some form of podcasting, and of course you can only find me podcasting really on, on, on this feed, so if you listen to everything, you've definitely heard it. But, you know, one of my most anticipated movies for this year was The Lighthouse, which obviously I don't get to see until January because oh, Britain. so sad. <laughs> um, but I don't know anything about that movie. I know it's about the sea and Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are in it. And all that I knew about True Lies was that Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis were in it, and it was about action. That's pretty much it. That's literally all I knew. Okay. Um, so now, seeing it, yes, and seeing kind of the concept and the themes of it unfold in front of you, what are your what are your thoughts? That's what we're well, here to what, discuss today. What is that concept, first? <laughs> Well, tell tell the people. 
basically like the concept or like the synopsis the plot is that what you're what, what was the movie about Ginny? <laughs> yes it was about a spy who is lying to his family he's kind of living a double life um and then there are kind of like multiple stories within the story <laughs> there's a lot of story in this movie it I'll, kind of veers off to other little things that are like vaguely connected so there's not one yeah. th- i guess maybe the whole terrorist situation is a, the through line of the whole story because it kind of comes in at the beginning and the middle and the end but there are kind of things that it just veers off towards but it kind of still works yeah it 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 takes its premise um as its sort of story as opposed to you know like its actual the actual plot and the premise of a spy leading a, a double life you know, with his with his family thinking he's a computer salesman or whatever he is. You know, he works with computers. Um, but him actually being a spy, that is really the whole movie. Whatever happens then in the actual story, it could have been anything, really. Yeah. It didn't, you know, it wasn't this, it wasn't that, but that central idea is what this whole... Uh, movies about. First of all, though, I'd like to just say it's nice to see James Cameron just making a movie to make a movie. Yes, because I think we talked a lot about with the Terminator stuff, it felt like he was kind of just, after the first one, it kind of just felt like he was making movies to just show innovation and enhance the techniques um, and not really focus too much on story. Um, But yeah, this is kind of all about the story. He wrote it and... It has some really fun twists in there. It's funny. You really kind of get to like the characters. Um, yeah. Yeah. So story is kind of very important in this movie as opposed to other things that he's created that are all kind of about the big spectacle. And yeah. Kind of innovating. But the, yeah, but the thing, the thing what I do uh, really like about you know, his other movies, whether it is, is it is Terminator. Um, I think the Terminator has a pretty simple story when you cut it down to the bare bones of it. Um, it just, all that takes place. It's just that True true Lies is, is kind of very plot heavy, whereas yeah. something like the Terminator isn't that plot heavy. The stuff just kind of happens i don't i'm not explaining that very well <laughs> but i hope that people understand what i mean yes, but even there's... like you go later in james cameron's career you go titanic it's not a very plot heavy movie it's just got it's sort of one story point yeah oh there's whereas... a romance on the sinking ship that's all that happens in titanic uh, avatar it's not that plot heavy it's no. got its one thing. Oh, there's people on a planet that try to ingratiate themselves with this new people. And that was the last James Cameron movie. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he doesn't... This one has like the basis of just the spy element, but then it kind of goes off into other things to connect the wife to the spy element and yeah. the terrorist situation. And it ends up having like three different endings, which is, I guess, a normal thing for like 90s action to do. Like you think it ends, like this is a good point where it could end, but it keeps going. And then it could end there, but it keeps going. <laughs> I feel like 
I feel like that isn't just a 90s thing, though. I feel like when when movies, you know, really get into their big action, when they just, when, you know, you feel a movie is just saying to you, the audience, we're going to show you a lot of action right now. You know you're in for three endings. I actually think the, uh, the Dark Knight, which... Obviously, everybody loves. I think The Dark Knight has three endings. Oh, yeah, it kind of does. I really do think it does. I think it gets it gets a little bit too into itself. Yeah. Um, and, and, it's, and it's action. I mean, it, it gets a pass because it's Batman and it's just, yes, please, more Batman. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, yes, please, more random 90s action movie. Um, so it gets a pass in that way. But that movie has... Three endings, um, but true, true lies, true lies definitely has three endings, and it does do that same thing that I complained in Terminator Two about. It's overblown. It likes its own action too much, and it drags on a little bit with the action to the point where I'm sat there going, "Where are we at? What's going on?" Um, and it's but a it's- shame. But that's a big thing of 90s action as well. It's just the it is. over-the-top excessive action. But it was kind of nice to go back and see, like, real stunts. Like, oh, John absolutely. Wick is probably something that's been doing that a lot. And it yeah. was kind of nice to see that kind of stuff. Like, the whole stunt with the car on the bridge. That yeah. was really great. Well, the let, Riding the horse f- around the hotel. Yeah. That was I was just... <laughs> Yeah. I was just going to bring that up. Let's not forget that John Wick actually stole an idea from True Lies yeah. in the horse chasing a motorcycle that we saw in uh, in, in, in the third John Wick movie. Um, also covered think, on the show. Check it out. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. That was a while ago. We have been doing Morgan Hasn't Seen for longer than I realize. Yeah, John Wick was like the second series, wasn't it? It started. It, 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 is, it is honestly, we've been doing it for way longer than I... I still view this show as a new show. It's not a new show anymore. No, we started at almost the beginning of the year. <laughs> we're, well, we're well established at this point. It's insane. Um, time flies when you're having fun, Janine. That is not a I true guess. lie. It's totally the truth. That is, that is not true. <laughs> The title's gonna confuse true lies. Doesn't even make any sense. I Total guess it's just oxymoron. True lies, as in like emphasizing the lies that they're big lies. You know, a lot of lies going on. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's lying in this movie. Yes, not, which I mean, I not one seen person who doesn't lie. <laughs> I hadn't seen this movie in a while, and I like mostly just kind of apply the lies to somebody who's living a, that double spy life. But like Helen lies a lot, and um. Bill Paxton, he's lying a lot. Like, everybody lies in this movie. Bill Paxton does, however, um, speak the truth when he's under threat and becomes a pathetic, shrivelly human being. Oh, yes. Um, I, and and I liked, very I liked uncomfortable you, to watch. I, I liked you having that surprise, because then you kind of... you They had you thinking that he was, like, an opposing spy, and then when you see... They did. He's, kind of just a smarmy loser who's using it to get laid yeah <laughs> yeah he sells you he sells used cars he's yes. a sleazeball um when you were watching this you asked me if bill paxton was again playing a punk 
like he did in the Terminator. And yes, I said, I was trying to make a joke. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke um, because I thought it would be funny if if Bill Paxton always played a punk, but in all of James, ultimately Cameron's it wasn't very movies. funny. Wasn't well, a very funny joke. My response to that was, yes, he does play a punk, a punk ass bitch. And I didn't know what that meant. So I had to send you the Urban Dictionary definitions yeah. of a punk well, ass I, bitch. I, I just don't know. I just don't know what what specifically it, that entails. That's all. Well, you got your 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 dictionary definitions from the Urban Dictionary, so you know now, right? I I do know. I do know. I I just I just thought it was it was specific as opposed to you know you can be you can be a punk. Um, as in like a dirty Harry sort of do you feel lucky punk kind of deal, um, or you could be like a like a, 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 punk a whiny, <laughs> uh, or you could be a, yeah like an actual punk like Bill Paxton um, in the in the first Terminator, or you could be that, which is uh, something a little bit more like a dirty Harry punk, but also a weaselly, snivelly kind of bill paxton in true lies human being yes yes so I where he you. wets I himself you <laughs> and he times. <laughs> has a terrible mustache he should not be going in the main show's mustache hall of fame in the slightest <laughs> it's a terrible mustache he looks like he looks like i don't want to say it i don't want to say it. he looks like a criminal who does certain things that are more deplorable than most other criminals, if people understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he looks like the type of criminal where if they go into prison with other criminals, the other criminals beat them up because the other criminals think that what they've done is much worse than what anybody else in there has done. That's okay. the kind of moustache we're talking about. <laughs> that is a very um, apt description. You understand what I'm trying to get at, I, don't I you? Think, I, think I, I think I do. I don't like saying things directly, Janine. This should be made <laughs> clear by now. <laughs> that you have to take the roundabout route. Yes, I am aware. I have to take the roundabout route because I also like being clean on uh, on my own shows. That, that's That's, you know... I always like being the clean one. Okay, so it's I guess that nice. makes me the dirty one. Thank you, Morgan. I, well, I will take that. No. I will take that. <laughs> let's let's use the word foul mouthed instead. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. Keep up your proper yeah. British persona. Morgan. I mean, that's I will, what it is. I will let you have that. <laughs> Ultimately, it's all a performance, um, <laughs> and people just have to deal with that. Okay. That's that's what that, <laughs> it it is in fact a true lie. Oh. It's a true lie. It's all come full circle. Yes, I have yes. succeeded in, in succeeding my my uh, my success. That okay. didn't make any sense either. <laughs> uh, I'm in a weird mood well, today, Janine. I don't know if yes. you noticed. So let's celebrate one of our better tangents by going back to talking about this film, Morgan. <laughs> I don't think that was a tangent. I think I was talking about the film. Okay. And I'm Fair just enough. in a weird mood. Um, Things what, get weird. What would you here like to talk about? Morgan hasn't seen. They do. What no, would well, you like to talk about? With I the film? was saying that I liked how you 
got to kind of experience that whole twist of thinking, oh my gosh, Bill Paxton's character could be like some alternate spy who's trying to get to Harry and all of this stuff. And then it turned out that, yeah, he's just a loser with no game. And Helen was actually falling for it. So, I mean. She was. She was. I, no, I, I, I did think because, of course, Arnold is the spy who whose family thinks he's a regular dude. And I just thought Bill Paxton, Simon as he's called, was was the, uh, you know, he's almost the regular dude who people think is a spy, which is yes. the point, actually, in, in Helen. He is kind of, he is the regular dude who Helen thinks, Helen Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, um, thinks is a, is a spy. But then he kind of goes away from the movie his sort of whole deal is done with kind of first. That's but the first I think ending. That was a way, and then you think maybe it was just kind of a fun little subplot, but then you realize that was kind of just a fun way to get Helen into the spy action. Well, because yes. then she—that's that, that's the impetus to get her to kind of reveal that the reason she lied about it, the reason that she was kind of sneaking around, was because she felt like she didn't have any adventure in her life, and her life was boring. Yeah. And, you know, she was wanting something that she wasn't getting. So she has a nice kind of monologue revealing to her husband that she doesn't realize she's revealing to her husband that she just wanted more and she just wanted to feel special and feel needed um, and to just have like an adventure. And so then that gives him the idea to give her her own little spy adventure. Yeah, she certainly gets her her adventure. But then that kind of co-mingles with the whole terrorist plot that he was dealing with since the beginning as a spy. So I think I, that was a way to get her into all of that spy action um, and yes. just kind of a fun way to get there. Because at first, yeah, you could write it off as just a silly side plot that goes away and then you don't really, you didn't really need it. But if you think about it, yeah, that was kind of a way to get her into all of his spy action. The thing is, I'm way more interested in these side plots than I am in the main terrorist plot. That couldn't that couldn't have interested me less. I liked this movie, sure. This I enjoy, I I did really enjoy watching this movie. But you were the, not a fan of the Crimson Jihad. No, no, it was just the, it was the blandest, very stereotypical, very stereotypical nineties terrorists. Yeah. It was either some kind of Arabic terrorist or a Russian terrorist. So, like, take your pick. I guess. No, we 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 we'd, we'd <laughs> moved on from Russians at this point after the the Cold War ended. We'd moved on from Russians. We, we well, when now... was Air Force One? Didn't we get some Russians? Wasn't oh, that's true. Oven? Actually, Air Force One. That's true. It's very true. Um, I I maybe I felt uh, maybe maybe I was being too kind to the U.S. And their views on other countries, there. Um, but obviously, yes, it is kind of stereotypical. But I, no, I wasn't really interested in that whole that whole. I guess you have to call it the main plot, even though I don't view that as the main plot. I view the the the, the family the thing. The, the, just no. the through line. Just the through line. I guess. Yeah. Okay. The through line, but I view the 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 coming together of. Him and the, Helen and their of him and Helen of yeah Arnold and Jamie Lee as as the couple um, coming together as as a spy couple by the end yes because Morris that, that's, and Doris that's, yes um, to use code names but that's you know that's 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 the most interesting 
part of the movie. And, I mean, what is it about Arnold in the 90s playing uh, struggling family men? Because he, he plays the exact same person in Jingle, Jingle all, the, all way. the Way. Yeah. He's just like, oh, oh, his wife hates him. Uh, his, his, his kid thinks he's a loser. Um, secretly, he's kind of cool. And instead <laughs> of... Secretly, he's instead Turbo of, Man. <laughs> yeah, instead <laughs> of um, uh, computers, he's selling mattresses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um... Turbo Man, Tur- Turbo Man saves the day. Yay! My dad's Turbo. What does Jake Lloyd say at the end of that movie? Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't you need. Can have it. I don't. I don't, I don't I, need. <laughs> wait, I don't need. I don't figure. need the action figure. I got the real Turbo Man at home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, jingle all the way! What a ta, good Christmas ta, movie Man. you are. <laughs> What a what oh, a good Sinbad. Christmas movie yes. you are. Sin, Sinbad, Sinbad does play the villain in that movie. Speaking fun. Speaking of actors, we don't really see anymore. What happened to Tia Carrere? Like she was kind of a good lady villain in this movie. She was. She was. Yeah. She was really good. Um, I I have no idea. I could not tell you what like, happened. The last credit I can think of her was of Nani, the sister in Lilo and Stitch, and I can't think of anything else i would have heard from her or seen her in or <laughs> when was lilo and stitch i mean lilo and stitch is going to be early 2000 something yeah um this was 94 true lies mm-hmm. i think um yes. i know i i have no idea i have absolutely no idea but what i do know is that arnold has improved his acting at this point uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis, this might be Jimmy. This is Jamie Lee Curtis absolutely killing it. Oh yes, that that monologue you were speaking about before—that's great. That's a great performance. Yes. And what she goes on to do from there, because she obviously starts the movie as this kind of very clumsy, mousy lady. Yeah, mousy's I mean, a great mousy's that, a great word to that use. That's dress exactly that what she's she wearing. That dress a terrible that she's dress <laughs> to be a super spy. And then, like, uh, I remember watching that when I first saw this movie. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I love this scene. Like, her just ripping the dress and yeah. starting to kind of feel sassy about herself, using the water from the vase to do her hair, putting on some yeah. lipstick. And then you think, okay, Helen, okay. And then she starts walking, and, of course, she, like, trips because that's just her. <laughs> well, yeah, but that, that's 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 cool. I like that. I love that they, um, keep, like, they don't just make her, like, this amazing spy overnight, like... She no. has her moments, but... Um, she keeps falling over every now and again. Yes. And that's a real testament to James Cameron. Like, he knows how to, like, make some really... Um, like, he has an appreciation for strong female characters. Like, every oh, he movie, does. Every movie he does. he's made has a strong female character. And I love that. Yeah, he do- do- doesn't like no Wonder exception. Woman, though, does he? <laughs> no. You remember those comments? He does not oh, yes. like Wonder Woman. <laughs> That was a that was a strange statement, but um, okay. But fair, you know, fair enough, James Cameron. Um, you do you, you do you. You people always will do themselves. Not like that. That's weird. Um, <laughs> sorry. Now I've gone strange. Um, yes, Jamie Lee Curtis. After that, no, that scene was great. And after that scene, she really sort of she becomes herself. She she did what I. 
knew Jamie Lee Curtis was going to do in this movie. When I when I first saw Jamie Lee Curtis in this movie, uh, like you said, mousy, kind of, this ain't no Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, I know exactly what Jamie... I know exactly what Jamie... Jamie Lee Curtis has been doing this since she started in Halloween. You all think she's all... Oh, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I'm just buttoned up. I'm innocent. I'm, I'm this person. No, she turns into a badass by the end. <laughs> she turns into a badass by the end and she becomes herself and she gr- gets confident and she does that, that this whole dance where she's <laughs> stripping off and it's like, okay, she's turned up now. Yeah, and she falls over again. And I and love she does that he fall like, over again gestures to get up the chair to help her because he's like, oh my God. Because she doesn't know this either, but she is also doing that for her husband, Arnold yes, Schwarzenegger. Yes. She thinks she's doing it for some random yeah, person random. on this assignment that she's yeah. been sent on. Um, there's a lot of little confusing plots things in this movie there are at least i find it that way maybe because there's just way too much plot for me um i figured this out as well i the action movies i do like are the more simple ones whether it's like a one location one you know like a one location action movie uh, whether it's just this just a really sort of simple well, yeah, like I a think, revenge story or something like that. I think like that's that. why you like John Wick so much because it was a basic plot. You know, yeah. this guy, they kill his dog, a uh, dying gift from his wife. And so he just yeah. gets back in the business, goes on revenge. And then you just build this world that they already set up as an interesting yeah. world from there. But and you, I mean, the, the next couple of movies, it's him just being chased around. And yeah. the action is just um, a subplot, um, a reaction to all him running around. Yeah, um, but this is like different plots, kind of going different ways, trying to connect it all, um, and things yeah. kind of can get a little bit um, convoluted. Mold, I guess yes, convoluted. Yeah, but even even with the John Wick, even with the John Wicks, uh, in in you know two and three when they become a a bit more sort of mm-hmm. you know more stuff happens, it's it's a bit more plot to them, a little bit more. There's not still not you know too much like there is in in movies like this um or generally sort of this era the 90s um because even even 80s i feel like are, are way more simpler with the their action movies like you look at die hard it's one location there's one goal or like first whole blood. movie and you do it first blood there is one goal first blood's kind of like a grim nasty movie though <laughs> but um predator predator there's one goal in the whole of in predator and it's very very simple um but you know stuff like that it's com- commando to go for another arnold movie it's a simple movie um those movies are, are also non-stop and that, i think that's the same with the the two and three of john wick i think they are yeah. non-stop action movies and i think i'm i enjoy those more because i'm kind of i'm into it straight away so i mean my attention is Full on, right? Yep. Okay. Bang, bang. We're there. We're there. We're there. We're there. We're there. And I'm following this, and everything's going smoothly. With stuff like this, though, it's always, you know, true lies when I say this, it's always building to the third act when everything happens. And there's three versions of the third act. Yes. And it all feels a bit too much, and I can't follow it because we've had 
we've had the right sort of story going forward. I understand what's going on. But then you're just launching all this. all And it's just too much. If it was one of them, then you'd be fine. Yeah. But it, it's always this other thing that happens and then this other thing that happens. And I think and it's like pulls you away from the things that they kind of get you to invest in. Like you're invested in Harry and Helen's marriage and you want to see what's happening with them. And yeah. Then it, gets you, it pulls you out of that to do some crazy action thing with the terrorists. Yeah, uh, it does. And I think a lot of... Because I think Point Break did that as well. When we talked about Point Break all that yeah. time ago, Point Break really did that. I really liked Point Break, but it had too much to the end of it. Yeah, it was it pretty had, simple it, and straightforward, and then it kind of had to build had, to something, so yeah. it went kind of all it, over the place. It, I just feel like... I don't know what it is about it, because... Earlier action movies didn't do it, and later action movies haven't done it. Um, I feel like it was just... But then, like, people love 90s action movies. So what am I missing? <laughs> That's the question we have to ask. What am I... Oh, not what am I missing, because, you know, it's... it's just my opinion as opposed to somebody else's opinion. Yeah, and we, I mean, you know, That's even fine. If you felt like the action was maybe too much and overblown, you... I think the things they did right are more than enough to kind of compensate for those things. Oh, so. Absolutely. Absolutely they are. I, like I said, I loved the, all the performances in this movie and the likability of Arnold and Jamie Lee Curtis was what made me really enjoy this movie. Not the, not the you know, not the story, not the plot, really. Yeah. Just the likability of seeing these two be really, really good on screen and be... A weirdly believable couple. Couple, yeah. <laughs> um, which you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you'd never put them two together. But, but it works. Credit to credit to big old Jim Cameron. He uh, manages managed to uh, put them together and make it work. But I would, I watch Jamie Lee Curtis in anything. She's just great. She she will always make me enjoy a movie. Yeah. Likewise with Arnold, though. Really, I mean, I. I I can't imagine disliking an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I mean, I purely told because you, like, of Arnold my love, Schwarzenegger. <laughs> my love for this like terrible. I think it came out like 2013, 14 action movie that nobody saw that made no money called The Last Stand with Arnold, and it's like such a fun, silly action. It feels like a '90s action movie, and Arnold is great in it as like this old sheriff of this small little town, <laughs> like. And it isn't crazy. a western. No, but it's like, it's got that vibe. It does kind of have a westerny vibe with the score hey. and everything. But I love it because Arnold is so great in it. Like, you can tell he's having fun and he's doing the things that he did in all the movies that we've loved seeing him in. So, yeah. And it's also definitely not X-Men The Last Stand. No, it's just The Last Stand. No, that, well, that's pretty good. I will have to figure out a way to uh, incorporate I'm not, it I'm, I'm, I'm not watching that movie. You are watching I'm, it. I'm, I'm not. If I I'm say not you're watching it, you're going to watch it. Look, that's not true. Sometimes it goes to the people. No. Well, if I pick an Arnold and also, series, that's I have going choices. in there, and I'm not even leaving that up to the people, so you're just going to be stuck with it. I'm sorry. We're not doing another Arnold series. We've done the Arnold series. We're not having an argument now. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> this was not an Arnold series. This was the Terminator series. <laughs> I don't need an Arnold series. Maybe you I might. Do. You might. 
If I feel like you need an Arnold series, it's happening. So just deal with it. I, I don't know why I'm, we have this fight all the time, Morgan. I'm not watching <laughs> some sort of fake should be Western. That sounds you like, like a really good Western. Ooh, a sheriff. Ooh, let's defend a town. Yes, what a good Western. No, apparently it's a stupid action movie. It's got Johnny Knoxville in it. <laughs> so, it so it's obviously dreadful then. <laughs> let's not forget Men in Black 2. Oscar winner Johnny Boris Whitaker's in it. Playing the I mean, okay, same I can sympathetic with, cop I can... guy that he plays in everything. Speaking of Forrest Whitaker... Speaking of Forrest Whitaker and Saw Guerrero and True Lies, let's do our Saw Guerrero impression. <laughs> I think you've lies, <laughs> deception, so many lies, or whatever he says. I can't do a good Saw Guerrero impression. All the all that you just say is Paul Gullet. That sounds Go. very Richard. Huh? That's, that sounds kind of Richard Harris, Dumbledore crossed, um, sickly uh, Voldemort attached to Professor Quirrell crossover, with a little bit of Sagrat no. thrown in there. <laughs> no, no, that was that's that's full Sagrat. That wasn't as loud because I don't want to absolutely kill the mic. I think I did kill the mic there. Sometimes we do kill the mics on this by by shouting too much, and I do apologize. Um, for that, I, I, I try and keep my uh, speech m- mostly like this, which I think is a nice volume to speak at. Okay. Um, and it, it looks nice on the recording as well. Um, sometimes I do. And I think I did it during my Saw Guerrero impression just then. Was it, it went a little bit too, a little bit too intense. A little bit too just, intense. Just but no, a, uh, a Richard Harris Dumbledore. Richard Harris Dumbledore would be, would be more like... Um, <laughs> Love, oh. Harry. Love. Oh, Carla's going to appreciate that we're talking about Harry Potter again in, I, in an episode I, that has nothing to do with Harry Potter. Doesn't it always happen these days? I don't know why it always happens these days. You, you're you the one who keeps bringing it up. I didn't bring up Richard Harris and Voldemort. You brought up Voldemort. <laughs> Kill the boy. Kill him. That's what he says, actually, isn't it? Harry Potter Kill just makes me think of Christmas time, so maybe that's just why it's I mean, it's head. true. Harry Potter always does play at Christmas. Weirdly, weirdly, Harry Potter is kind of Christmassy, even though he's not. The early ones. Yeah. You can watch Philosoph- Philosopher's Stone and Chamber of Secrets. They're Christmassy movies because they have really great Christmas scenes. Yes. They have really great Christmas scenes. Once once you get further and further on, the Christmas scenes, they're still there. And lots but of they jolly are, bearded people. Like they are they are less. <laughs> they are the, the movies are darker. They they get less uh, cheery. Fun. In Order of the Phoenix, for example, we have a very injured Arthur Weasley at Christmas, who's just been bitten by Nagini. Um, although that's a nice Christmas scene. Everybody's getting presents. There's things flying around. Um, but you go to Deathly Hallows, and and the Christmas scene is in fact um, when they go to Godric's Hollow and get attacked oh, yes. by Nagini um, as Bertilda Bagshot, and see that... the the Potter's grave. Yes, so they do have a very nice moment where they go to the grave, and Hermione makes a. No, it's a lovely moment. 
And she tells him, Merry Christmas, Harry, and Merry Christmas, Hermione. It's very sweet. And before they almost they get still killed can't. by a crazy <laughs> snake, this wary lady wearing snake. <laughs> there's someone watching us, Harry, over there. I think I know who that is. Nobody watching that movie, if they hadn't read the book, knew who that was then. Because nobody said. I did. I did because I, did. while I didn't read the books, I wanted to know what happened. So I read all the Cliff's notes. <laughs> of course you. <laughs> oh dear. Oh no. I just read summaries of all the books. <laughs> It all goes it all goes wrong when Bathilda Bagshot starts speaking parcel tongue. Janine, can you speak any parcel tongue? Uh. Come on. <laughs> Say something in parcel tongue. Uh. Pull those Chamber of Secrets quotes. <laughs> I know. Pull I know. them. How do you open the Chamber of Secrets? I don't know. Okay, it doesn't matter. Just say say anything in parcel tongue. I'm not doing it. This is your turn. My turn. Why is it this my is your, turn? I've already We're done. We're supposed to be I've talking done. about true lies, not parcel tongue. I, it was your fault for bringing it up. How am I supposed to stop myself? I did not bring up Nagini. You brought up tongue. Richard Harris, which is enough and for me to, to start going on and on and on and on and on. I'm not doing parcel tongue. I don't want to mispronounce something and offend somebody. There you go. There's parcel tongue. That's how you You open the Chamber of Secrets. I believe that is how you open the Chamber of Secrets. By saying those words. I believe. It's definitely a direct parcel tongue quote. Anyway, True Lies, Janine, is the movie <laughs> we should be talking about. Not Harry Potter that and was the Chamber you, of Secrets. Carla. That was for you. It's always for Carla, though. Number one fan, Carla. We have to, we have to uh, adhere to whatever Carla wants. Really, that is the rule. Yes. Oh my gosh! So True I guess I, now I know. Like when I say anything about Harry Potter to a British person, that's like. It's not just a British person, it's just me. (laughs) Just me breaking the glass on the snake, on the snake cage in the Philosopher's Stone. Well, they didn't break the glass, it disappeared. (laughs) Yes, it did. Break the glass on the fire, on the fire alarm. Break this glass with a hammer on the fire alarm because there's a fire and we have to talk about true lies and for some reason there's a fire. He does say thanks. <laughs> really, 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 they should have been speaking in parcel tongue in that scene, but yes. that's beside the point. True lies, Janine. What else happens in true lies? Tom Arnold is in true lies. He He's is, funny. and he's surprisingly funny, and like you think Tom Arnold in an action movie? What the he's fuck? very funny. But he's a great comic relief. Um, like I love when they find out about Simon and he's like, like cracking jokes and Arnold is obviously pissed and he's just like, well, I mean, if it wasn't you and it was some other random asshole, you, you would think this was hilarious. And he's a used car salesman. When they're in, it is funny when they're interrogating, 
um, or kind of fake interrogating Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis, and he keeps um, chiming in. <laughs> but he, so, but your husband, he's not quite right, quite ringing your bell these days, is he? Like, <laughs> shut up. And Arnold sat next to him. Would you say that to Arnold Schwarzenegger? I would not say that to Arnold Schwarzenegger in front of Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. <laughs> he would punch me in the face. Yes. Very hard. And I'm surprised, you know, the, the only didn't do it to Tom Arnold was because he respects Tom Arnold for sitting in that van for 15 years. Oh, yes. He's tired of that sitting in that van. End. He doesn't want to sit in that van. He wants he to be out to there talk, doing the tango. He needs to talk to Ned Leeds. Ned Leeds is happy being the guy in the chair, right? Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming. He is. He's very happy being, he's just happy to be involved. That's what Ned is in in, in, in Spider-Man movies. He's just very happy to be involved. Um, I did like the amount of dancing in this movie as well. Yes. Though. Two, two ballroom dances, yes. uh, the tango. Schwarzenegger had clearly been learning how to dance. Has Schwarzenegger ever been on a dancing reality show? Whether it is a, a you know a dancing with the stars or some such program. I mean, I wouldn't think he'd ever host The Apprentice. So I mean, I guess anything's possible. Does he do that now? He did. Does he? And of course, so so Trump likes to say that it, like it bombed and it wasn't as good as when he had The Apprentice, and so that's a okay. That's, that's a fun back and forth fight that they've had. <laughs> Arnold oh. criticizes his politics and Trump oh, criticizes a... the fact that his version of Apprentice bombed. <laughs> like... Oh, what a f- oh, what a fight that would be to view. Schwarzer, the fight of the century. Billy, put it in Vegas. The fight, fight of the century. Schwarzenegger versus Trump. Lasts all of three seconds while Schwarzenegger literally pounds him to the ground. But he also um, pounded lots of terrorists. Okay, that did not sound right. <laughs> um, he 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 nearly he nearly did that to his own wife before his wife realized it was him, though. Oh yes, so she you know has her little mission, which I love that whole scene. Um, he tells her to lie on the bed with the, his little recorder of like this Frenchy guy's accent, so she knows it's not him. Because obviously, there's, I... there's no disguising that voice. No. No, 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 there is. You look. You can even try and get Arnold Schwarzenegger to do an impression of somebody else. He will still sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to bring up the fact. I want to bring up the 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 fact that Jamie Lee Curtis is wearing those really high strapped pants, though. Underwear. The really high. They they come like over, above the hip. Oh yeah, that was a like very nineties thing. It feels like. It feels, it feels like something a wrestler would wear. <laughs> I love that you were analyzing her underpants in a very um, well, technical I just thought way. Were, I, just thought they were, I just thought they were unique. That's all. I kind of liked them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> her, body, her body was sickening in that movie. Like, oh my gosh. Sickening. Curtis. Sickening. Yes. Sickening in a good way. Sickening in a good way. Like, damn, girl, you're looking good. I would be I mean, dropping was, my was... I would be dropping my little Walkman on the ground too. <laughs> <laughs> As, yeah. I mean he's 
Arnold like when she point. works her way up that Arnold bed pole and he, s- <laughs> he just can't handle it and he drops the little recorder. <laughs> 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 I love that so much. Oh, like, I, I love, and I just love them like panning to his face and his expressions and him just like, oh he's my so gosh, shocked. what? <laughs> yes. He's so shocked. He, what he, basically, what he's saying is that, well, I know what I'm doing next week. Yeah. When all this is blown over. Yeah. Um, and he nearly does it right then and there before she realizes that it's actually him. And then it's all lies, deception again. And, um,. She punches him in the face. Yeah, it's because she thinks, oh, yeah, because she's very, you know, she's been betrayed. And then he admits that he has been a spy for like 17 years. <laughs> that's a, pr- I mean, that's a pretty big, like, what do you do for a job? I'm a computer salesman. No, I'm secretly a spy. 17 years later, I you still believe that's a big old you, lie. So you've been lying through <laughs> some true lies. These are very, very true. That's a big old lie. It's impressive. That is an impressive lie. Yes. Some lies are very impressive, Janine, let's be fair. That is one of them. I think that's what they're saying. They're using the word true for in the title. Just kind of like the opposition of true and lies together. And they're using true as like, you know, the truest, the most kind of biggest. Yes. Big old lies but they are fun but yeah then you kind of notice everybody kind of lies like helen when she's when he finds out about her and simon and he's asking her all these questions well how was work today i came stopped by i wanted to take (laughs) you to lunch and she makes up this whole story about how she had to go use the printer on the third floor and all this stuff and he's just side-eyeing her so hard (laughs) oh my god it was hilarious I have never seen Arnold Schwarzenegger side-eye someone yes. as strong as that. It was very funny. Um, and he was really thing- funny in this movie. I love when he gets, like, little moments to be funny. Like, I, the whole... I, yeah, I do as well. He, he's always... Whole- he's always... He's comedically... He's comedically very, very good. Especially in the 90s when he was yes, doing more of his comedy. Of like, after the whole bridge scene, and they get back safe, and he's, like, kissing her goodbye, and then, like, they tell him, okay, you gotta come back to work now, we need you. And he, like, he's, like, bye! And he, like, runs off <laughs> like a little kid going to go play games with his friends. Like, it's so cute! <laughs> you wanna come and play Spy? <laughs> yeah, okay. You're like, Harry, Run. he's like, okay, bye! <laughs> so cute! The big smile on his big stupid smile on his face. The smile of Arnold Schwarzenegger is enough to warm anyone's heart. Yes. Um, we haven't actually talked about the third and final ending to this movie yet. So yes, the the first ending is, um, you know, Helen has her little mission, but I guess the terrorists kind of follow Harry and find them in the hotel room. Um, yeah. and kidnap both him and his wife and as his wife doesn't know what's going on she's revealing everything they have a daughter that she's really his wife that his secret identity yeah. is not real and reveals everything and so then and it's they, kind they of escape them, from that. them trying to escape from that situation and I love that the whole bridge scene where the bridge is out yeah. and she's in this limo that the driver's been shot Tia yeah. Carrere's her she's having this big epic fight in the back of the limo with Tia Carrere hitting her with a champagne bottle you know yeah being you know new badass helen um and then the bridge is out so freaking arnold on a helicopter hanging down trying to reach her <laughs> while she's sticking out the sunroof of the limo um before it starts it to get a little bit a little bit big 
But a lot of that was pretty practical. They like did it all, and Jamie no, Lee Curtis no. did most of that stunt because I remember her Absolutely. telling stories about how that was done on her birthday, and it was like the best birthday she ever had. And I just loved the music cue and him and like they're having a struggle for him to grab onto her, and then he just looks at her and says, "Come on, baby," and grabs her hand. Like, <laughs> how did you not like love that, Morgan? That no, was like... <laughs> absolutely. The stunts are excellent. The stunts and the set pieces are excellent. And then her just hanging from Arnold's arm, flying on a helicopter across like the water. It's crazy, crazy. What I was, what I was saying was that that was the start of it all getting big. If that had, if if it had ended after that escape, and you know everybody was kind of happy. You know that they'd all done that and they were fine with each other being but spies. That's kind of what it felt like. like. That's, that's kind of what, what it, it should like. have ended. But then that's what it felt more. like, though. It felt like that they maybe wanted to end it there, but they're like, "Oh yeah, we have all this terrorist shit that we didn't resolve, yeah, <laughs> so we got exactly." So then they land, they blow up the big missile that the villain stole over the ocean. Um, yeah. So second then ending. That, yeah, second ending there. So. Then you think it's all good, okay, yay, they're all wrapped in a blanket, all safe. And then you realize, oh no, they kidnapped Dana. We gotta go get the daughter. So <laughs> then there's this whole fight on a freaking jet trying to get Dana. And then Eliza he saves Dana. <laughs> yes. And then there that should have been the second ending right there. No, that but was then... no, that was that was the third climax to be fair. Well, no, well then the ending you have seeing that Helen is now a spy and all of that. Yeah, that's that's the that's the the, the resolution if we if we're going in. If we're going in in terms of, you know, a, a movie a movie climactic scene, you 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 have the three of them, you've got the bridge, you've got the the blowing the the missile up. And then the saving missile, Dana. And then you've got the saving saving Dana. Eliza Dushku. Um, but it, it does it does actually finish after after that with and they uh they, they like they, a year they later to do a nice yeah a year later everything's okay they you see them having a spy nice family couple. and you see them having good family time like the whole movie Dana hates her parents she just ignores them thinks they're dumb but now steals they're nice. from them but now that her father saved her damn life that's when she's like okay I guess I love you now little bitch according to <laughs> according to uh according to tom arnold her what was it her her inspirations are axel rose and madonna which i think is the weirdest duo to hey, possibly suggest this is the 90s they were both kind of rebellious figures he's an out of touch old man so those are going to be his references because that's all he sure. knows sure <laughs> sure Let's let's just for a minute. Let's just for a minute think about how different Axl Rose and Madonna are. Why did you latch onto this so hard? Like I don't understand. Because it's a really weird couple of people to put together in the same sentence. I just feel like I feel like if I met Axel Rose, I would be terrified. But if I met Madonna, I'd be like, okay, this is Madonna. This is pretty cool. Okay. They're completely different <laughs> types of music. They're completely different fan bases. Well, that, I think that's the joke of it. Tom Arnold doesn't know anything about a 14-year-old girl's interest. So those are the I most didn't see popular it as a joke, things though. at the time. Those are the most popular things at the time. So he's just going to say whatever comes to his mind. I didn't <laughs> see that no... as a joke. You know what I saw that as? You know what I saw that as? You know what I saw that as? I saw that as, oh, this 
movie is being released in this year. Let's throw a pop culture reference in there to please the people. Okay, well, that's what it was. So get over it, Morgan. I am over it. I just think it's weird. Of all the things in this movie, you seem to latch on to that for a good chunk of time. (laughs) It's just because they're just a weird couple of people. Like, I can understand if he'd have just said one of them. But it's just a weird Yeah, but the whole thing, his, his whole point of what he's saying is, you know, he they catch Dana stealing <laughs> and he's like, I didn't raise Dana to steal like that. And he's like, well, you're not her parent anymore. Her parents are these male and female figures that are popular at this time. That's That was it. That's the, all the point of the saying. That's it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like it's like mm-hmm. Helen and Harry. Okay. They are completely different people, <laughs> but somehow they work together, just like Axel Rose and Madonna could. Axel Rose sent- and Madonna don't in work sent- together, though, do in they? In a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I get the feeling? Why do I get the feeling? Some somehow somewhere there is a secret Axel Rose and Madonna production well, there probably that was put is. on. There's probably a song that you don't know about. It was put on, and I, I'm, I'm now the one that just looks like an idiot, as opposed to Tom Arnold. That would Stupid be wonderful. Tom Arnold. So it if anybody, if anybody has heard of that, please <laughs> tell us oh, about it, so we oh. can thoroughly embarrass Morgan. If anybody else thinks it's weird that those two people w- were put together, and just think, you know, what a strange couple of people. Like I'm not. I know I keep going on about it, but it's just because the the two such different people. If only you could see and your I face just, right now, people. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the idea of the two of those there people are far standing more next to each other. That happened into this movie than but look, Tom Arnold picture. making comparison to Axel Rose and Madonna. Picture. Picture Axel Rose stood next to Madonna, and it just doesn't work. Sure, it does. They were big musical figures at the time. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. It doesn't work at all. That's like, oh, you're 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 a. <laughs> I don't. It know. was like we are the world, or <laughs> that weird Australian, British version of the <laughs> that the song. <laughs> It was like, we are the world, or that weird Australian British version of the song, is the words that you've just said. I don't know what you mean. Those big songs with all these singers that have nothing to do with each other singing a song together. You mean you mean the band aid? You mean the light? The yes, band aid. Do they know it's Christmas? Yes. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean. They could be at standing least, next to each other in something like that, or the We Are the World thing. At least George Michael and Boy George have the name George in common. Oh, good grief. So maybe you should have oh. used that comparison. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Um. <laughs> wow. We, we had some stellar tangents today, people. I hope you enjoyed them. <laughs> That's what they come here for. That's what the people come here for. That's why they listen. Uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm i sorry about my, my, my weird mood today. I apologize. I really did like this movie, though. I really did enjoy this movie. It was It was a little overblown, but hell, it's easy to get over when there's enough stuff to like. 
Yes, and that's the characters what's good are really about great. James Cameron wrote it, and it didn't seem like it he was did. all about new technology. It was actually no. about story. A little, maybe a little bit too much story at times, but I think yeah. the characters were likable enough that you kind of got past that. And I loved all the practical action and stunts, Absolutely. set pieces. Absolutely, stunts. Uh, some great stunts one-liners, which is excellent. like one of my favorite things about action movies are the silly one-liners. Nobody um, does them better than Arnold. No. Nobody. So. Uh, nobody at all. Like, like, and like we said before as well, arguably my favourite aspect of this movie is the fact that it's just a James Cameron movie that's just a movie. Yeah. You know, that's arguably my favourite aspect of this whole movie is that I wish he'd have done more of this sort of thing with his career. Yeah, I really do fun, because silly action movies yeah. that really have he's, some he's great clearly, characters. He, he's clearly good at them because he made this movie, which is a really good action movie. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, like, like I've said as well, you do you, James. You do you. But <laughs> I, I'm, ju I'm just saying, if, if, if my opinion is valid, and it probably isn't, I just, I just wish that he'd taken more time in his career to, to make random movies sometimes. Because it's always nice when people just make, just, oh, what's the next such and such a person movie? Oh, it's this. Oh, that, that seems cool. I like that. Yeah. You're not waiting 17 years for... <laughs> I mean, I, spo I suppose it, at least in, you know, at least in terms of, like, Tarantino, there's a variety. Yeah. Um... And his sort of love of movies comes out in, in each of his movies, uh, even though you, you do have to wait a little bit, you know. You know, he takes a, he takes his time, but he takes yeah. his time for a reason. And to be fair to James Cameron, James Cameron takes his time for a reason. Um, just so happens to be that James Cameron's reasons are usually technological. Yes. And maybe that's just my, not dislike, but somewhat disinterest in technology that also takes me away from that sometimes because yeah then you're kind of lacking in story lacking in characters and development and so, you're just kind of focused yeah. on one thing and those things while they're there they they suffer a little bit i think yeah so it was nice yeah. to see a, a movie where there was a real effort in crafting an interesting story with fun in elements and interesting plot points and great characters it really it really was i don't think there is anything else more that needs to be said i'm oh. happy to have seen true lies unless of course you'd want to say more about true lies oh we just didn't say anything about charlton heston as nick fury oh that's true <laughs> how could i possibly forget the he fact has that an charlton heston I, is in this movie i want to say i read something where he actually is supposed to be like Nick Fury or something like that. I have to look it up, but he can't be yeah. actual Nick Fury though, can he? Well, I mean, I mean he's he just does the head of a spy look... organization, and they never really he... say his name, right? No, <laughs> he does. He does look like you know old like white guy older, Nick Fury. Grizzled. Yeah, um, he really, really does. What a lovely, what a lovely half cameo that was. What a, he's always a delight. Reminds me, reminds me of old ass Gregory Peck in the remake of 
cape fear when he was so old and he had his terrible black eyebrows. Eyebrows and his white, white hair. (laughs) And he looked and he's and he's really jet black moustache. I don't understand Gregory Peck's old and old man facial hair. I just don't understand it. Such a such a handsome gentleman that did some weird style choices in his later life. Um but Charlton Heston was in this movie. He was. And Charlton Heston is a delight. <laughs> As a gri- gris yeah, like grizzled, grizzled spy leader. Spy leader, yes, for sure. Nineties the nineties, nineties uh, Avengers would have, would have, would have. Even uh, if he wasn't a lot Nick worse. Fury, I'm just gonna pretend he's Nick Fury. Well, they would have done a lot funny. worse than <laughs> to than to cast Charlton Heston as as Nick Fury. Well, I mean, in the they 90s cast Avengers. David. They cast David Hasselhoff. So I mean, David Hasselhoff played David Nick Hasselhoff Fury. Hasselhoff was a version of Nick Fury. Yes, he was. That is ridiculous. Please never speak of that again. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I think, Janine, I think we've said all that needs to be said. All and a lot true that lies. probably didn't need to be said, but that's okay. Not about true light. Well, yes, maybe. I suppose. I apologize <laughs> for that. You come here for the silliness. You get the silliness. God damn it. Deal with it. Deal wow, I thought you were supposed to be it, the good people. one that doesn't have a potty mouth. I heard that. Oh, that's, that's fine. It's not a... That's not a that's not a that's not a bad word. That's not a bad word to use. If you say so, Morgan. I don't know, you know what I'm like. I, I, I don't like I don't like to I don't like to be too crass. Yes. You know I don't like to be in real I don't like to be in any form of life. I'm not putting on a performance. I was that was only a joke that I was talking about in the early part of the episode. Um this is just me. This is just me, guys. Hi. I talk about Harry Potter and get fixated on why Axel Rose and Madonna don't belong in the okay. same sentence. All right. Uh, All right. No, I've moved on. I've moved on. I've moved on from it. We've finished. We've finished talking about <laughs> True Lies now. Great movie. I'm happy to have seen it. But that's do- that does it for our Terminator slash bonus Arnold movie series. Which brings us, I guess, to the next series, Janine, which we always like to announce at the end of the previous series. So, I mean, over the festive period, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with festive things, but I think it certainly has uh, enough to do with kind of feel good, hopefully. Yes, I would say that. Um, What is coming up on Morgan Hasn't Seen over the holidays we will be covering the disney movies the disney animated movies that you have missed disney animated movies yes specifically we're not doing the weird sort of weird half live action we're not really sure if they're actually disney movies or not honey i (laughs) shrunk the kids why are you a disney movie even though i of course i've seen of course i've seen honey i've shrunk the kids that was just an example it was just an example. But yes, we are doing Disney animated movies because um, there are a few. There are, there are, there are there. A, a good few, really. A good few um, that, I, that I've missed. Uh, there are certainly some that you might think I would have missed that I've actually seen. 
Like, <laughs> well, maybe if you, <laughs> maybe if you know me, you'd know. Obviously, the great mouse detective is, is, is because of, you know Vincent Price is Rattigan, um, but there's plenty uh, that I haven't. And what are the movies we are covering uh, specifically? So we will be talking about Lady and the Tramp. Yes, which the new remake one has just uh, obviously dropped on Disney Plus when that came out. So yes. that was pretty timely. Um, a goofy movie. A goofy movie, which yes. is a, is a favorite of people we know and our yes. friends. Yeah, I, I amongst I, the nineties um, kids, it's kind of like legit yeah. classic for us. Um. Naturally, I have no idea. My favorite <laughs> Disney animated film, which I think yes. is a little bit underrated, Hercules. Yes. Which maybe is probably the the one that people would be most surprised I haven't seen. Yeah. I feel like out of all these would be would be Hercules. I mean, we do have two more after this as well. We are doing five total. Yes. One of them is is the technical bonus movie. I think that's going to be Goofy Movie. Yeah, um, and then um, we did. I did a poll to kind of put some feelers out on some other picks that we could do, and Wreck It Ralph did win the poll. So yeah, I mean, I know people will be like, "Well, you haven't seen Wreck It Ralph," but no, I, I haven't seen Wreck It Ralph. I, I have no interest in modern Disney movies, apart from well, Moana, which I was forced to watch because of our good friend Kimber and really. And you loved that it. She made me watch that. I did. I love Moana. It's great. And another modern one, Tangled. Tangled, yes. Which I I have been told to watch a number of times. I've heard it is the best modern Disney movie. It's way better than Frozen. I have thoughts um, on Frozen. I won't get into them here, but yes. Oh no, I don't like. Fro- I have seen Frozen. I haven't seen Frozen two, but I have I seen have Frozen. But yeah, yes. that, that's another point. It's kind of kind of timely we're doing this as well with the Frozen Two being come out. Um, yeah, I suppose so, as well. Yeah, which, if you want to hear my good. if you want to hear my thoughts on Frozen, send us a voicemail, <laughs> and I will go on a nice long rant about why Frozen is very frustrating hey, for me. <laughs> there's the next. There's the next voicemail uh, call out is to send us voice messages. What's your favorite Disney animated movie? Yes. What, and why, I think Carla what, actually had some thoughts about True Lies, but she didn't leave a voice message. So I'm sure we might get an interesting, very long True Lies voice message next week. Oh, it's going to be in 17 parts. <laughs> yep. It's very hard to put into the episode. Damn it. We, so. we, would, we, we, would, we would really also like um, plenty of, of other voice messages as well, though. As much as we love Carla... <laughs> As much as we love Carla and her messages, and she's great, and they're great as well, we love other people. We love everyone. To hear, I want to hear what people's favorite Disney animated movies are, and why that one in particular. And if seventeen people say The Little Mermaid or Beauty and the Beast, I'm going to murder somebody because there are other movies in Disney's catalog besides those that came out after 1985. Shaking my fist. I wanted to watch, because I'd never seen it, I wanted to watch The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and I was refused. I was refused that. 
I was told. Yeah, Janine I didn't told think that would me be, I um, couldn't watch that. I don't think that would be a an episode we could really get too deep into. Why? Uh, isn't that movie it's like an hour and ten movie. minutes? <laughs> They're all like an hour and ten minutes. Maybe we'll Janine, save it for Janine. next Halloween season, Morgan. Why does it have to be Halloween? I know it's Ichabod from Sleepy Hollow. But yeah, exactly. He's Mr. Toad from Wind in the Willows. That's not Halloween. He just drives his car around. <laughs> beep, beep. You missed I'm Morgan Mr. doing Toad. a little car gesture. That's why I laughed like that. <laughs> Mr. Toad, what? Mr. Toad's wild ride. Disneyland. Great ride. Love it. Proper, proper dart ride. Screw Space yeah. Mountain. Well, Just going it was Mr. on Toad's the pole. Wild ride it, 17 times. <laughs> it was on the pole and it got limited votes. So I'm sorry, yeah, Morgan. Yeah, through no fault of mine, I was telling people to uh, vote for vote. <laughs> people wanting to see Wreck It Ralph. Boring. Boring people. Sorry, you don't you're know. not boring. <laughs> <laughs> please, though. And please be real about that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, Disney movies came out before. The Disney Renaissance. You know Disney Renaissance? I'm sick of hearing the words Disney Renaissance. I'm so against the Disney Renaissance, Ginny. You have no idea. Carla is going to love the way you're saying Renaissance, so... (laughs) Renaissance. Renaissance. Do I say Renaissance or Renaissance? You kept... You said Renaissance like five times right now. Must be Renaissance then. That must be how I say it. Um, I'm just... I... (laughs) You know how I get I when, pe- when people forget people the like, older films. No, no, no. When, well, yes, when people forget <laughs> the older films. <laughs> that in, in particular, when people forget the older films, this whole podcast feed is built on that foundation <laughs> with It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show. Um, but when, when, when people say, oh, oh this movie is the best movie because I watched it when I was six... And it was obviously from 1992, Aladdin. Aladdin's not the best Disney movie, though, is it? It just isn't. You just like it because it was the first one you saw. The Lion King, it's not the best Disney movie, though, is it? You just like it because it was the first one you saw. So you want people to submit their picks for movies that actually, they actually have a real reason. So now Morgan is giving you rules on what you need to say. No, 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 no. No, I'm not giving you rules. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be... I don't mean to... Hey, look, if you love those movies... Sure, I, I'm happy. I'm happy for you if you love those movies. I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you if you love those movies. I really am. I'm just saying, stop telling me in life that... <laughs> Those mo- that those same four movies, Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin and Lion King, are the best Disney movies. Stop telling me those are the best four because there are others. And if they are, give a good reason. Not Pinocchio. Just, I is watched the best it when Disney I was movie. <laughs> Pinocchio is the best Disney movie. It just is. Snow White. Okay. Snow White, and its weird ten-minute-long dance number in the middle of it. <laughs> It's so much more fun to watch than, oh, I I just think there's something more raw about those movies as well. Beauty and the Beast looks too fancy. All this this weird technological innovation. I think that's my problem. I don't like technological innovation. I want things to look basic. I guess. That's why you don't like James Cameron. (laughs) 
I do like James Cameron. <laughs> I... Oh, everything's going wrong. My um. Just put your shovel away. Just pull your I'm, shovel. Put your I, shovel I'm, away. I'm gonna. I'm no. This isn't a shovel because I'm speaking my truths right now. I'm speaking my truths. Put truthful your shovel opinions. away so people don't grab their torch and pitchfork. <laughs> Shrek is the best animated movie of all time, though. I'll hear no different. Yes, I did. Yes, it was probably the first animated movie that I watched, but it's the best one. So, you know, basically it's. You know, one rule for me and one rule for everybody else. That's how that's how it goes here. It's my way or the goddamn highway. That's the that's well, the that's the rule. Damn. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, that's obviously not the rule. Um, I welcome all opinions. I'm just trying to be funny, but also slightly truthful. Because okay. I do think Fair I enough. do think something like that's true. I do think the Disney Renaissance period. <laughs> I'm, I'm conscious of how I say the word now. <laughs> Thank you for that, Janine. Oh, you're um, very welcome. I, I just do think that that period of Disney, like Robin Hood, Robin Hood is so much more fun to watch. Alice in Wonderland. You can't possibly tell me that Alice in Wonderland is less fun to watch than Lion King. There's, it, it just it's so fun <laughs> Alice in Wonderland so, is the Morgan. wackiest movie if you say so I mean there is some like trash bag ones like Peter Pan <laughs> the only good thing in Peter Pan is Captain Hulk um, what, what's, what's, what's some other anyway we'll, we'll probably be getting on to all that during the Disney series won't we there'll be some yes, really questionable like... Disney opinions coming out from me Yes, I um, see that. I foresee that. Janine, I, I can't wait to hear your questionable Disney opinions as well. Let's have a questionable Disney opinion off. Yeah, I think we should those? do that. I can go on my Frozen rant. I can go on my rants about yes, in, Inside yes. Out. <laughs> oh, yes, you also hate Inside Out. I don't hate the movie. Is... I just hate a character, which just makes me like... Yeah. Never, I, I and I can't come around to that character like you're supposed to come around. Yeah, and inside, character inside by out the is end. arguably, and, and I can't, I just can't. I'm just too annoyed at that point, and I can't, I can't <laughs> move forward from my annoyance. <laughs> I, I really like, I really, really like Inside Out, but I also, love the concept. No. I appreciate okay, 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 it. okay, <laughs> okay. Look we're what saving. You started. Look what you started, I Morgan. I know we're saving. We're saving wonderful, wonderful Disney opinions. Disney Pixar also. We'll, we'll go Disney Pixar. We'll go Pixar when it was before Disney. We don't care. Um, we will save those for the Disney series. But that is what we've got coming up next. This has been the Terminator slash bonus Arnold movie series. Um, and this has been... We've, we've been talking somewhat about True Lies for this, <laughs> sort of uh, for this episode. True Lies, yeah. And it has been as appropriately stupid as, a, as any other episode of Morgan Hasn't Seen and I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't know if you would, Janine, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. This, this is why I'm here. The, for the that, kookiness. That is perfect then. I guess... I guess it's plugging time. So, what you can do is, of course, go 
to anchor, send us those voice messages about uh, Disney. Call us out on our questionable Disney opinions if you want. I'd love to have these conversations with people. It will be so much fun. But also tell us what your favourite Disney movie is. And if it is from the Disney Renaissance period, then it's from the Disney Renaissance period. And that is your opinion. And I respect and love you for it. That's all I'm going to say about that. There is a link in the description of every podcast episode, wherever you are listening to this, to leave us those voice messages. You can, of course, find this podcast feed, the It's a Wonderful podcast feed, three shows, this show Morgan hasn't seen every Wednesday, the main show It's a Wonderful podcast every Friday, Machine Mondays, talking all things Schmodown with Janine. It's good. It's a big time in the Schmodown right now. Oh, yes. Uh, with Spectacular coming up. And uh, I think the next Machine Mondays is going to be pretty big. So uh, there you go. Uh, but that, obviously, every Monday. Find the show, of course. Find the feed on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, a whole bunch of others. If it is, uh, you know, wherever you are listening to uh, to your podcast, it is probably there or it should be there because it really really should be there if it isn't there there's some sort of problem um but there you go you can find it in so many places you could also follow the podcast on twitter at it's a wonderful one follow me on twitter at the purple dawn with a three instead of the e in the because janine three is the magic number or on instagram at just the purple dawn Janine, apart from on Machine Mondays, of course, talking all things Schmodown every Monday, where can people find you? You can find me at Janine Dabin on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on the flagship show, It's a Wonderful Podcast, every other Friday, switching duties with Nolan Dean. I'm Morgan's always the constant there. Um, yes. If you want some awesome merch for these awesome shows or any of my artwork, you can find it uh, at my tea shop on tpublic.com at G9Design. And yeah, check out the SEN, the Schmodown Entertainment Network, and support the Schmodown because I'm a part of the Schmodown and it's awesome. Supporting yeah. is nice to do. It, it is, is nice to be nice, even though I have probably offended people with my comments about The Lion King, even though it's still a great movie. <laughs> I'm going to be saying a lot of that during this Disney shovel uh, series, away, I can Morgan, tell you that. No, away. I'm. I don't have a shovel. You're I'm digging a, the I'm, hole. You're digging the hole just deep. But I'm... I'm not digging a hole. I'm standing on a mountain right now, projecting my opinions to the world. With a big megaphone. With a big megaphone. I'm doing the Dumbledore thing where he puts his wand to his neck and goes silence because Michael Gambon's very aggressive. Okay. Um, there you go. There you go, guys. That has been... Mm, the silliest episode of Morgan hasn't seen in a long time and that is saying something because this is the silliest show on this feed but until next week where we are covering Lady and the Tramp and the Disney movies start on this show uh, Janine is trying to mouth something at me right now I don't know what she's saying what is she saying she's now shaking her head this is very fun <laughs> Guys...
until next time there's only one thing left to do count us down three two one bye, bye.